what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior writer for the Action Network, joined by Jay Money and AC analytics capper Albert Wynn. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode. We'll get you the best bets for tonight's games, get you everything that you need to know. But if you want to learn more, you got to check out the award-winning Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on. You can find this podcast in our media center along with our daily show, Green Dot Daily, to get your betting agenda set for your day. Check all that out as well as all of our great podcasts like Big Bets on Campus. It's been killing it this year. Stucky is on an absolutely ridiculous college football role. You can check out Playoff Pitch, our Baseball Pies, the World Series continues all that and more in the award-winning Action Network app. All right, let's not mess around because we're recording this on Halloween and I got some candy I got to get to. All right, Jay Money, I need to know what's your best bet for Tuesday in the NBA? Yeah, my best bet is on the Magic. And I just wanted to say real quick, I'm addicted to the Action Network app. It's a really good app, all sports, and you can track your plays as well. You can see where the money percentage, sharp, all that. I love it, man. But I just had to say that. I love, I love, I'm addicted to it. But Magic Company plus man. the three. Company I mean, man. <laughs> I was on it before. <laughs> I was on it before I even started contributing to action. <laughs> all right. So, what, all right. And then, uh, AC, what are your I'm plays? Give you three for... plays. Is that cool, Matt? Give me three plays. Give it to all me. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a Florida play here. I like Miami against uh, Golden State Warriors at home. And then Orlando traveling on the road to OKC. So, I like those two. And then the upset pick is going to be the Bulls traveling to the Nets, who are on a second night of a back to back. Okay, and I've got three as well. Uh, I've got OKC minus three and a half, so we're going head-to-head. I'm going against these two, uh, one-on-two here. Uh, I like Chicago plus two and a half as well with AC, taking on the Nets. And I've got a prop for you, Devin Booker over 33 and a half points and assists. Let's go ahead and go head-to-head here. So uh, first, Jay, give me the case for the Magic taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Those upstart Thunder, and you're fading them at home tomorrow. The one and six Magic plus three and a half in OKC. Why? Yeah, I'm fading the Thunder. This is their first time being a favorite all season. Uh, I feel like they may play down to their competition as well. They face some teams. They've basically gotten every team uh, at the right moment uh, with uh, with their covers and their wins, in my opinion. Obviously, the Clippers, they don't look good right now. They were down 15, 16 points with four minutes to go in that Mavs game. So somewhat of a lucky game um, coming off an overtime win as well. Maybe a little letdown spot here. But the main reason here, it's a matchup uh, for me. I like the Magic here to tower over these guys. Obviously, and they may get Jalen Suggs back tomorrow as well. They need the guard depth. But uh, if you look at they basically running out four guys that are 6'10 or over here. I think they grab every offensive and defensive rebound that they can that's in their that's in their grasp. And I also think that um, I think that it's going to be tough to score in the paint for the Thunder. That's where they really get most of their points. Uh, they're fifth in the league at points in the paint. But you got the Magic that are top 10. They're sitting at 10th uh, in the league at defending uh, points in the paint there. So they what Thunder like to do, the Magic 
Magic um, is a really good matchup for him. I think they're going to be, like I say, down in the paint with their arms up. I think it's really going to be tough for SGA and the guys to uh, score down low. This this team doesn't really have a center, so Thunder has the um, has the advantage with the guards, but major advantage down low, rebounding and defensively for the Magic here. So give me the hungry dog here plus the points. Uh, I think they win this one outright. All right, on the injury front, no Josh Giddy for the Thunder, so that obviously helps the Magic. Uh, no Jalen Suggs. Mo Wagner and Gary Harris both out still, but that's not anything big. But Jalen Suggs uh, out. Going to need Cole Anthony because Markel Fultz is obviously still out as well with that foot injury. Uh, so there's Jay's side of it. AC, why do you like the Magic here? Yeah, from a handicapping perspective, Jay made some amazing points there. Um, but this is a great spot. It's almost a perfect spot, right? The road dog. Um, they've had a terrible season so far. OKC is coming off three straight wins. Uh, that Mavs game, they actually only made five three-pointers and scored 117 points. That is very rare in 2022. So that means they were shooting lights out, uh, you know, for two-pointers. But also another great spot here, Orlando has not covered yet on the road. They're 0-3-2. This is another good spot for them to bounce back here. Obviously, I like OKC a lot but I like them as dogs. I don't mm-hmm. like them as favorites. So give me the value here on the magic. Again, if I'm going to be on the, the plus side here, I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on the outright money line dog. So give me Orlando one and six great spot for them. We know Paolo is on a rookie of the year campaign. He was, I think he's going to do more than that guys. I think he might make an all-star game out on the East cause he's playing so well. Yeah, he's been a beast. He's been an absolute monster. That definitely does concern me. I think I got to be a little bit worried about that as far as like how this is, is going to go. We'll be looking for his uh, points and rebounds prop probably tomorrow as well. Cause he, as Jay mentioned, there is an advantage here. This is a number play for me. I'm always betting number the spot or, you know, another edge that's in, in play here for me. This is a number play. Uh, look, based off of this season's numbers, I've got the seven and a half. Okay. Small sample, whatever. Sure. Adjusted power rating, just based off of manual adjustments to preseason figures. And like, I had the thunder really low and have upgraded them to a certain, to a degree, but they're still not necessarily awesome. Uh, I've still got this thunder minus six and a half. So I can't get to four here i just i can't get there i don't want the money line play at all right because because okc i think it's they are gonna be a little bit of a random number generator this team is extremely well coached and the thunder i mean they are just extremely well coached they're very disciplined uh the denver nuggets compared it to having to go through a root canal that's what it's like playing the thunder (laughs) because they just kind of chip at you and stay within range the magic, I just don't know if they have enough firepower. Like Paolo can have an amazing game, but nobody else on that team right now has been able to really produce. Now, maybe Cole Anthony changes that, right? Like Cole Anthony uh, had a really strong performance in his first game back. Maybe just the presence of a point guard, just having a point guard. Maybe that fundamentally shifts that. But who's the best player in the matchup? It's Shea Gilders Alexander, who's been absolutely freaking phenomenal. 31-5-7 so far this season. He's been insane. Like he's Shay's on another planet right now and making a run uh, for as a dark horse and most improved player candidate. OKC, I, look, you mentioned like they're a, a favorite here. My problem, I think, with that cap is that we don't really have any evidence that they're good or bad because these guys are never ever favorites. Like I looked up, 
in the first 20 games, they've only been a favorite in the last three seasons since they really started the rebuilding project. They've only been a favorite once. So we just don't have any sort of background here on what they are going to look like in this early season. It, do I think that the Thunder are as good as maybe their record or the ATS mark or any of this stuff? No. Do I think that the Magic are probably accurate in terms of what their record says and what the advanced metrics say? Yeah, like, look, I took the Magic over on the win total, but I can't get to a, a spot where right now, with how these two teams are playing, I can't get to a spot where I can feel good about Orlando. And at three and a half, I, I like that. I just think there's enough enough of a side here to go ahead and lay the points. Um, we're well within that free throw range. It'll be interesting to see how this one turns out. Uh, AC, let's go back to you for a second. Let's go ahead and talk about Miami. Taking on the Warriors, South Beach flu. Always, always a danger there. Uh, but they've got actually, um, you know, they've, they've got this, this kind of set here coming up where they're playing uh, the two Florida teams. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out. Uh, Golden State's defense has been atrocious, just absolutely mm-hmm. atrocious. Miami, I am a little bit shocked to see them as a one-point dog at home here. Miami's obviously been bad at two and five. Uh, why do you like the heat in the spot? Yeah, and you you mentioned the Miami Blues here. It hasn't worked for the heat yet this season. They're actually 0-4 against the spread at home. Um, surprisingly enough. So this is a great bounce back spot for Miami. They have the athletes to stay with Golden State. If this was a, a finals matchup, for example, again, we're just fast forwarding 80 games here, but they have the the players to really match up against uh, the Golden State Warriors. So I think we're going to see a little bit of that. Again, every time Golden State goes into someone's building, it's their Super Bowl. It's their biggest game of the year. I think Miami's really going to put the kitchen sink here forward. They're only one and six against the spread uh, for the year, two and five overall. Again, another bounce back spot similar to that Orlando read. Uh, they've lost four of the last five. They've only shot 42% and 44% in the last two games. So you see a little regression here against a terrible defense in the Warriors. So a potential get right spot. Only made 11 threes last time out. You hope that regresses up to 15, 17 threes as well. Just love the spot here, guys. And it's not like the Warriors are playing poorly offensively. They're dropping 115. They're dropping 120. They're just giving up way too many points. And I don't think defense travels on the road for them. So I think they're going to continue to give up a ton of open shots and a ton of points. So I like the heat at home as a, as a low short dog. Jay, what do you think on that? Yeah, he makes some AC makes some really good points in this game. Uh, me personally, I'm worried about the Warriors coming off two straight losses. Right? I mean, I know this is early in the season. They're obviously not playing championship defense, but the only game that the Heat have looked good to me personally is their game versus the Blazers. Um, their other win at home versus the versus the Raptors wasn't impressive um, to me. Obviously, it's a tough defense, but the Raptors' offense was really struggling then, my guys. So uh, it's a it's a tough game for me here. The Heat obviously coming off their three game West Coast road trip, first game back at home. It's not necessarily a boss spot for me, but the Warriors, they're at a risk disadvantage here. They're not playing championship defense as well, but this is a game I wouldn't be surprised if they did win with their offense. Offense up against offense, they definitely have enough. They definitely have somewhat the better shooting team as well. The Heat is just, I feel like if they can get Shrews and Gabe Vincent, those are the two X factors right there. We know that Hero is going to be good. We know we're going to get from Jimmy Butler. Kyle Lowry looks he looks pretty old right now. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, yeah, we know, we know we're going to get from Bam as well, but I feel like 
like Gabe, Gabe Vincent and Struess, if those guys can come in and hit threes um, off the bench, then that's, that'll be what the Heat need to win this game. If not, um, I do think the Warriors at some point, uh, they're going to get they're going to get tired of losing to these bad teams. They may turn up here. So be honest with you, I would lean towards the Warriors here off of two losses and then people starting to count them out now. Let's talk about the total again, because it actually brings up kind of an interesting point. Um, all right, so these are two teams that we expect to play good defense. These were two teams that were top five in defense last year, right? Like these are two good defensive teams. Schedule adjusted right now. Miami's 19th in defensive rating at dunksandthrees.com. The Warriors are 25th, okay? So we got two bottom 15, bottom 11 defenses facing off against each other with a total of 226, Okay, I've got this projected again, early season numbers that are warped by all these these things. I I, the model's been doing well on my total so far. I've got it at 240, which is obviously like that's a lot of the small sample impact. So here's a good example of this. Um, I played Wizards Celtics over this weekend being like, okay, Celtics defense has been terrible. I'm not going to try and catch the falling knife. Wizards offense has actually been pretty decent. Celtics offense has been a house on fire. I'm going to go ahead and take the over. The under hits as Boston basically ratchets down on Sunday and Mm -hmm. really controls that game and shuts down the Wizards offense. So what we've expected from Boston, that shows up in that spot. I still believe in the idea of like not trying to anticipate when a team is going to flip the switch and reverse it. AC in this spot with 226. The current season numbers where these two teams have been at as of the last two weeks, says that this is an overplay. The, who they've been for the last five years, who they are historically under these coaches, who they were last year, says this is probably an under or stay away. How do I kind of balance that between? Because I want to play the over here as a nice way to get in on this game without having to pick a side. Yeah. But I'm concerned about once again running into in, needing to catch a falling knife instead of just letting it fall to the floor. Yeah, all great. All great points. A good question there. Me personally, I would never touch the over in this game. If it looks too easy, if it seems too simple, that's not something that I would do. My ears would perk up because everything about it, right? You, you're right. Like your motto says it should be around 240. Both teams are coming off games that they only shot 42% from the field. So you expect a little uh, increase there. 45, 47% is their norm. So uh, again, only 23 threes made between these two teams in the last game out. So Um, You expect those numbers to go up and that over to hit really easily, but that's just not how I personally handicap. Jay, I can't speak for you, but when it seems too easy like that, I I just stay away. Maybe it's a second half spot. Maybe if you see a lot of open threes being missed in that first half, maybe there's a spot there in the second half. But for me personally, I don't care about what happened five years ago or four years ago, what the trends were last year. I see what they, how they've been playing the last, you know, six, seven games here to start the year. And I think that's going to continue. And again, Jay made a good point, right? Although this is a home game for Miami, they've been on the road the last three games. So they're still traveling back home. You're really not fully adjusted on that first game back. I'm going to stay away. I'm just going to leave this one alone. Matt, real quick. I just want to. I just wanted to say on the total real quick, they, they just faced off um, a few days ago, five, uh, four or five days ago. They scored 233 points. That total was sitting at 227 and a half, guys. So when you see them go over the total and then the second match uh, in close in, in close range uh, st- opens lower, the bookmakers are telling you that there's probably more than likely to be a tighter game as far as defensively. So uh, I would definitely lean. The line scaling model would say look towards the under in this game. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm going to stay away. I'm just going to avoid this game like the plague and just enjoy it. Should be a, a fun matchup as both teams try and get right. Uh, AC, you've got another one more play on the board, and that's I, I'm with you on this. And it's Chicago plus two and a half at the Nets. Nets on a back to back at home. A lot of obviously a lot of controversy and distraction with Kyrie Irving, who did not talk to the media uh, on Monday night. So, AC, why do you like Chicago plus two and a half? And I'll give my cap. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets are coming off a win tonight. They beat the Pacers 116-109, but it's really not, I don't know, the NBA is doing these home-and-home back-to-backs, right? So they're playing the same team, uh, you know, in consecutive days, and they got blown up at the Pacers, so you expect them to kind of bounce back tonight, which they did, and they won by seven points. They didn't cover, by the way. I think the spread was eight. With that being said, second night of back-to-back, the Bulls coming off two straight losses, they get all their horses back, right? Vooch is playing well. DeRozan started the season off hot. Levine's been back now for a couple games. I think it's a great spot for them. We know they're going to have a ton of offense. The Nets play zero defense. It's almost like it's a perfect situation for the Bulls offense to get right here and look for, uh, you know, their wing guys to play Kevin Durant really physically. Patrick Williams, uh, Vooch, those guys there, DeRozan, Levine, like there's a lot of length and athleticism on this team. So I like the Bulls to match up well against the Nets and get the win on the road. Yeah, I like this because it's a team that attacks inside a lot versus a team that gives up a lot of points on the interior. Uh, Nick Claxton's playing really well this season, but he's just not enough. Uh, I make this um, based off of this season's numbers. Obviously, like it's going to be pretty slanted against the Nets because they've gotten whacked so many times. Um, I actually make them dogs in this matchup. Based off of adjusted power rating, I also make them dogs. Like I just – I the Nets home court advantage has not been very strong. Now that's muddied with what went on last season with Kyrie being out for the first part when he was away from the team and then back Mm -hmm. and then the injuries. So it's a little messy. I I like the money line here on Chicago. I'm just going to keep fading the Nets and it's not uh, just because of my general distaste for everything about this franchise right now. It's more about personal. Yeah, no, it's more about just like, look, the Nets are going to have to show me that they, the Pacers game, I think, is a good example, right? Like, there's all this controversy. There's all this mess. This should be a game that you go out and you make a point, right? You got right. Kevin Durant, and KD drops 35 again. It's once again, like, the Pacers were within range again at home, right? Back-to-back spot. Bulls probably coming in, a little bit of motivation. I, I like the spot for Chicago. I like this plus two and a half. Uh, Jay, what do you, you have any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I couldn't talk you guys off, man. The Nets, they do not look good right now. It's one of those teams that they have the good players, but they're not covering spreads. They're a couple of points away from being 0-7 against the spread this year. The only only one they covered on the minus 2.5, they won by four. So um, I don't trust this team. I'm definitely not laying points with them. They're at the rest disadvantage as well. I'd love to have Drummond out there going up against his old team with some added motivation and some size advantage as well. But um, DeRozan and Levine, in my opinion, they should get whatever they want uh, in this game. I'm not sure who's going to stop them. I'd be – definitely be looking at some DeRozan props as well maybe some uh some PRA because he's starting to get a lot more uh involved in passing the ball as well we know he's going for 20-25 in his sleep he may go for 10 assists as well he can definitely rebound the basketball as well so um the Bulls here I wouldn't talk you guys off Jay you made me chuckle a little bit Andre Drummond (laughs) out on the court every time it's a it's an ex-team right he's he's been on like 15 other teams so it's always (laughs) a revenge factor from (laughs) But the most recent team, there's added motivation. There's added motivation there, especially when they don't re-sign you. Yeah. We've got one more. Just a prop play for Tuesday night, and that's Devin Booker over points and assists. The line's high. It's 33 and a half. 
IO Mines. Uh, he's hit this 83% of the time so far this season. You're only, your uh, juice on this is only minus 120. So I like that number as well. Uh, this comes down to something I talked about last week and we covered on Green Dot Daily. You can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, Devin Booker was actually one of the players in the top five of most take fouls last season and without those he's getting out in transition his transition points have jumped way up this season the books i don't think have accounted for that yet i think he's still getting modeled based off of last season's numbers so i think they're behind i think that's one of the reasons why booker's been off to such a good start this seems like a very square play i'm taking the best player in this matchup versus a wolves team that's been really inconsistent just lost Mm -hmm. the spurs twice this seems very square but for me it's entirely about what i expect the pace to be the edge for Devin coming out off of that, the, the no take fouls and that not being factored into the line at 33 and a half uh, with points and assists because he's a really good playmaker. I feel really confident in this. I like this at 33 and a half. Jay, you're shaking your head. You like that one? Yeah, that's a good point because uh, if I'm a, he's coming in on a bounce back game as well. Um, the last couple of games he hadn't been um, too well. I know I'm not sure if it was the last one, but he had a really bad uh, shooting performance. So some of a bounce back game as well. Um, that's that's some good looks there, especially with the needing the assist as well. Now he probably had the bounce back game versus the Rockets um, there because I know he likes to beat up on bad teams. Yeah, he had 30 points last game, but the game before that, I know uh, versus the Pelicans, he did not have a good game. So yeah, I couldn't I couldn't talk you off there. Yeah, I like that look, Matt, just because I think it's actually being going to be a closer game than people expect. Um, I think Minnesota is going to go up for this game. Like, they're they're really going to f- pay attention to this game. The, the Even though they've lost to San Antonio twice, it's been a weird schedule for them. They've played seven games. Three of those have been with the Spurs. Like, it's basically a, a playoff series early on. So the fact that they're playing against a bad team, they're probably not as motivated especially with the Spurs guys being injured here, but they're going into the Suns. You know, the Phoenix is one of the marquee teams in the Western Conference. That's where Minnesota wants to be. So this is a great spot for them. And we know that uh, they're limiting Chris Paul's minutes, which is going to increase Devin Booker's playmaking usage and opportunities. So not only is he scoring at a high clip of 30 points, but he's going to have a lot of opportunities for assists. So I, I do like that number, 33 and a half, not only because Devin Booker is a great player, but I think that the game's going to be close throughout. One concern I do have is the Wolves are trying to change their coverage a little bit. One of the things that they've really stressed is not overhelping. They want to stay home on shooters, and so they're risking drives to the rim a little bit more. That could wind up hurting the assist side of this. I'm playing the points and assists because he's had he has a higher conversion rate on that figure this season versus just on points. So I kind of want to I want the ability here for it's like okay if he gets 28 and six, I'm okay in that kind of spot. I try not to get too wrapped up in just the pick and roll coverage, but that's been a big key for, for Minnesota. So that makes me a little bit nervous, but at minus 120, especially some of these props, obviously you have to lay more juice. Minus 120, I'm willing to go ahead and go over on Devin Booker. That's going to wrap it up for best bets for a Tuesday. To go back over the list, J Money is on Orlando plus three. So is AC. I am on the other side of OKC minus three. It's now three and a half as we're recording this. I'm all right with the three and a half. That's totally fine with me. I like it up to four and a half. Uh, I've got Devin Booker over 33 and a half points and assists as well as Chicago plus two and a half. AC's got Chicago plus two and a half and the Heat plus one and on the money line at home versus the Warriors. Make sure to follow all 
of our picks and all the great coverage in the award-winning Action Network app. You can follow Jay on Twitter at jmoneyismoney. You can follow AC on Twitter at analyticscapper. you find those also in the episode description. Thanks to David Payne for producing the episode. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Until then, let's get buckets.